Hello, and welcome to the Easy Living Poker Podcast. I'm your host, Garen Kiten, coming to you live from D-Land, Florida, um, courtesy of Georgia Avenue Hair Company. And I would like to thank my wife for letting us use this amazing facility. Um, it's her business. Uh, and my host with me here today is... Seth Bovet. I'm okay. getting ready for 2024. Let's do this. Yes. So a little brief explanation. We had a little uh, uh, lapse in uh, episodes I was busy with coaching. That is no longer uh, going to be a thing moving forward. Just so you know, uh, I am going to be retiring from that aspect Whoa. completely. So big step. Yeah, I'm going to be just uh, I'm going to continue teaching and then I'm going to be working towards other goals. Um, and we'll get to those here a little, a little bit later. Um, goals with the podcast, just, you know, for especially for 2024, we want this to be educational, informative, uh, analytical, uh, a lot of guest expertise built in to our listeners and honestly, this last year, we had um, gotten to about 500 and some followers at one point. Now it's kind of diminished because we have had diminished our episodes. But our goal for the year is to get 1,000 thousand listeners um, and really embolden the local poker scene for sure. And if it takes off more than that, that is fantastic. Um, so that's kind of our – that's that's my goals for it moving forward and that some way that we can cover local tournament poker, Not, but also – Cash games, anything that anything that our listeners would like to have discussed, we are open to that. So, without further ado, I'm going to introduce um, Seth. So, how have you been doing, man? Been doing good. Been yeah. doing good. Having a good end of the year. Yeah. I, as I told you, we're doing. A, I'm doing a hundred um, push-up oh, yeah. challenge. So, I challenged you to do it. Yeah. Next, so I'm going to go challenge Pat McAfee. Yeah. So, see how go. that works out. Yeah. Maybe we can get a pocket. Maybe we can get him on the podcast. Yeah. Dude, we'll uh, we'll have to uh, elaborate a little bit more. But so the St. Jude. Challenge is 100 in a day, every day during the 100 every day, 100 for, every day for January. And I already did it three days in a row. Okay, cool. So. I can definitely, uh, I need to, that's one of the things I'm going to be working out um, and doing some fitness stuff here in the first, the first of the year. So that'll be good for me. Um, as far as today goes, um, we just kind of want to get back in the groove of things. I have um, one hand myself. You have a hand to talk about as well. And then moving forward, I just want to make sure this is very clear to all of our listeners that would, um, you know, if you ever have a hand that you would like discussed on the podcast, um, we have a lot of connections with people that we talk to while we're playing tournaments and stuff locally. So if there's anything that comes up, um, I would love to get other people's hands, not just ours this year. I think that's one big important step. And then also um, moving forward, just so everybody knows, we have a couple in particular um, big time expert type poker players are going to be coming on the podcast this year. Um, I just have to lock down a specific date with the one person I'm not going to name yet, but this person has nearly a million dollars in hand and mob earnings and um, was willing to come on the podcast and talk to us. So it can be very helpful, especially for somebody that's maybe just starting into poker or like, you know, not quite as good that really needs to develop their game. So I think it'll be helpful. All right. So do you want to get right into you want to go my start hand with, first? Yeah, okay. start with your hand. So this just so you know, this is not a tournament hand. This was just the other night I went over to Orange City Racing uh and Car Club. I went over there um playing just a one two uh cash game. Now they've they've changed their limits. You're aware of this, right? It's a hundred to three hundred now. Yeah, it used to be which makes it such a better game. I can actually yeah. play one two now and have Correct, fun. yeah. So um I had been kind of card dead, not playing anything. I bought in for three hundred. Um, nothing was really going, you know, I had played maybe one hand with pocket nines and the board came like three overs, you know, just typical stuff, folding, folding, folding. Uh, in this hand, um, the under the gun plus one raises to $7. I was in the hijack with ace eight of diamonds 
So I decided to play. I just called. Um, and then the cutoff folded, button called, and then the big blind called. So there's four people to the flop. So we have $28 in the pot minus the rate, you know, so it's like, I want to ask you that. Do you always consider your the pot what it is before rake, or do you take it? Well, the, the the good deal is take it out right away. So yeah. I just look what's in a pot. Yeah, to be I always in my in my plan, rake, I've always just added the total whatever it is. I don't even take into consideration rake. I just added what it would be. Now it's only maybe five bucks at that point. Um, but so anyway, there's twenty eight in the in the uh, pot and the flop came nine of diamonds, five of hearts, deuce of diamonds. Okay. So I flop uh, a very good hand. You know, like I have one over. I wish I would have had two overs in the flush draw for the nuts, but um, I had that flush draw. So it ends up going the underland player made it $8. Yes, $8 is all. It's just like a small little bet. And then I think I might have misspoke. I think there was a, a person right after him that, that actually was in the hand. Because here's what happened. There was an $8 bet. A call of $8. Okay, y'all. We are back here. Sorry about that. We're going to go over the hand again from the very beginning. Uh, Ace, eight of diamonds, under the gun, raises to seven. Low jack, calls. Hero, me, hijack, calls to seven bucks. Cut off folds, button calls. Small blind folds, big blind calls. $35 in the pot. Flop, I told, was nine of diamonds, five of hearts, deuce of diamonds. And the original raiser, he bet $8 into 35 So, like, a really small bet. The next guy... Uh, to the left of him, the low jack, he called eight. So 16 plus 35 is 51 in the pot, and it gets to me. Now, this is the analysis part of the question, okay? I'm not going to tell you right now what I did. Okay. I would like to hear How what you How much you have behind you? I had uh, 285 effective. And everybody had you covered? And everybody, I was actually, uh, there was maybe one guy that had like Close. 100. But yeah, everybody had big stacks. It was a good, really good table. Like mm -hmm. Everybody had been playing for a while and, and up. There was one significant loser, you could tell, and everybody else was kind of feasting on that player. Right. So. I mean, what are you what are you doing in that spot? Because you're playing five ways. Are you isolating there, trying to get thin it, the field? It, the weird part is, is it depends on my mood. What? Because <laughs> if I'm if I just got there and I really have like four bullets in my pocket, I I just rip it, rip it all in. You just rip it all in. Rip it you all in. Get, okay. Because the guy, if the guy has if the guy has queen queen, he's calling. Mm -hmm. And don't you kind of want that? Yeah. And um, then you get rid of everybody. Or the other thing is, which is, I'm guessing what you did. If I know your game a little bit, you smooth it and you and you look to see if you hit the diamond. And if you hit the diamond, then you can play it. And if you don't, then you can blast it next time. Yeah. So actually, what I ended up doing was I did in the middle. I didn't do your blast off, uh -huh. but I made it fifty-five dollars. And I, the reason I made it fifty-five was is because like that was about the amount in the pot. And what I wanted to do was to was to. Yes, I didn't want but to. But do you want to isolate? Do you, if you really rip apart that hand, now we're talking cash. Oh yeah, for sure. I do, do. You, why? Because here's if you why. Hit, so if I you hit have... it, they got no chance of beating you. Might as well be true. Players. But how often are you going to make that hand? One in three times. Yeah. One in four so, times. So and you usually just have ace high. You, you know, there's a lot of hands like, for example, like a nine seven. If you nine, hit the ace, so you're probably ahead too. True, but you know, you know as much as I do you in these, some of these games, eight. like these players in these cash games, like if somebody has eight, seven, eight, six, any of these, mm -hmm. you know, they're going to call just to see if they can get, lucky. Uh, I don't you know do well. Yeah. I don't do it good enough, mm -hmm. but if you do, if you take that hand five times yeah, and you blast it at five times, you're going to end up making more money than any other way. Yeah, I agree. So I, if so you look at GTO, I, I think that's what you have to do. And yeah. if you really want to start playing the way we want to start, 
That's almost the yeah. way. I so I took an aggressive line. Like I, I would disagree on the all in, but the, here's my reasoning behind that. If by making it 55, you're going to cut out the BS, you know, the hands that could like get super lucky most of the time. They're going to just, okay, I'm folding. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to get, if that if the guy has a big pair, because he's early position, if he has jacks, hens, queens, you're going to get his money regardless. He's going to play you regardless. He's, well, not if an ace comes up, you scam away. Well, you yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, you, well, if you make it 55 and he's got queens, he's probably going to come back over the top. Yeah, or no? What do you think? It was, and then you got to look at how aggressive that player yeah. is. Yeah. And so th this player, just so you know, the player in the, was kind of like a passive aggressive player. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to like, um, he he had been chasing a lot. Because then what do you? Okay, you make it fifty five. Obviously, he didn't jam over you. What did? What so do you do? What if he does jam so, over you. So if oh, I, at this point, once I make once it fifty five, I'm fully committed to my whole stack. Yeah. So that was my thought process. So I made it fifty five, and the weird thing that happened was the button folded, uh, folded, and then the big blind. Uh, he had a huge stack. He's sitting there just looking at me like. It's so you know he doesn't have a set. Perplexed look on in, his face, right? and he's like, he calls fifty five, and I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm like, that's kind of strange. I initially, I literally, so he has two lower diamonds. Maybe yes, I literally in my head was like, this dude has diamonds as well. Like that's literally what my gut instinct told me. It right. told me the time. So anyway, and then it goes back to the under the gun or the guy that raised, and he folded, and the other uh, low jack folded. So it's down to two players. The turn is a four of hearts. Does that give you a straight okay. draw? So it's say what? Does that give you a straight? Uh, no, no, no. Straight so draw? it gives it was uh, the board of nine, nine of diamonds, five of hearts, deuce of diamonds, four of hearts. So now like a, a wheel comes in, um, or sorry, actually three six would be the nuts, um, but and so it was it was kind of a he good card for me. Yet. Like I was three actually liking is, it. Is out of my head. Yeah. So it gets to me, and on the turn, and. What would you do at the turn? Now it's your your first act on the turn after that four of hearts hits. What are you doing? And then I'll tell you what I did. First act? Yeah. Wow. First, oh, no, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. He checked. Then check, what do you do? I check back. You check back. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in this instance, I was thinking to myself. Or if you rip it, you probably get the pot. Yes. So I'm thinking that he checks. And then I, I kind of, I didn't like my play because I think I could have gotten more money. I'll explain what happens. So. Like I end up going. I end up ripping it, it all then in. Then you hit the diamond. I well, yeah. See, I rip it all in there with my last two hundred effective, and he's right. got a nine hundred effective stack, so he can cover it. And um, he sits there and just ah, he's just sitting there sulking and just like, damn man, you know, like he, he just is. So he, he, he tanks for like literally a minute and a half, two minutes, talking to me like, right. like what you? He's I mean, a, he's got, got king nine suit. He had diamonds. No, he, no, the nine was a diamond. On oh, okay. So he has. He ends up mucking his hand, and but he shows me king three of diamonds. So when that four was up there, it but two, three, four, five. So an ace, yeah, six, or any diamond. And I honestly, I God, like taking down posture. Can't and believe he didn't call really because he had been a very aggressive player. And then he goes, it's just, too, much. "Too much." Yeah, it was too much. Down. So I think in hindsight, here's the thing: he when he checks, my goal should be to with with nothing still. Remember, I just have ace high. Do you value just? winning the pot or do you want to get more there's really not value to get in this instance there was value to get because of the exact hand he had but there's a lot yeah of but most of the time he's looking at a pair or 10 nine or 10 of nine. hearts or something I think you, know, you like, want him out of the hand yeah so like i think my shove was probably good um good shove i'm proud of you. but you know and so i just wish he would have uh wish I w if i check back and a diamond falls i mm. scoop you know i double but i still want a decent pot you know and that would be that's how that hand went, and so we're going to be talking about Seth's next.
All right, and we're back. We have uh, Seth's hand now. We're going to talk about analysis. So we'll give a little uh, background on the tournament. Stop, stop. Okay, my turn. The, uh, the, I had, uh, the tournament was $130, Hard Rock Tampa, after I busted out grossly in the seniors. Disgusting. Aces, aces to kings, again, second tournament in a row, the, with three times the pot. But so we're playing in, and the play at the table was terrible. It was just a gunsling. Everybody got twenty thousand chips. It was only one hundred thirty dollars. Still rebuy period. So it's three six. Um, table is everyone's trying to catch everybody else. So I'm in the big line. Uh, three hundred six hundred. You got five limpers, and I look down at Jack King. Oh, you know what I wanted to ask you? What's the what's the largest hand? What's the smallest hand you actually raise in that position? With? I had Jack King off. I actually considered raising. Okay, hold on. So everyone, it's, it's, it's limped all the way around, table. and there's five total people, including you, in the in the hand. You have King Jack off in area in, uh, the, in big the big line. line. In that instance, I actually see there there you could make an argument to raise, but if you're going to raise, you better make it really big and make it to where they just go away. Yep, and that's you don't want to be racing. Actually, analyze it. He said there's not so. You, you yeah, I don't think, think I don't like I, to be honest with you. King Jack is a very str a strong hand that can be disguised well by just checking it and seeing a flop. Exactly. So I, I would much rather do that. Like I mean, you I definitely think if it's 300, 600 and everybody's limped and you make it 5K or 4K right there, everybody's going to fold. Most likely. But, and you did have two real – the lady might call me. But she was, yeah, and she maybe was maybe that's – But it, that would have been okay. But in hindsight, she – Yeah. In hindsight, and she another thing you got to think about too is oh, I always, be, always be thinking about when you're making – when when you're – your position, like if you're going to be raising there in the big blind, you need to make it four, four or five x the blind, as opposed to like maybe normally if you're in position, right? So it's two over and a half pot. to three. Yeah, it's over pot. Bet. Yeah, make it bigger when you have when you're out of position. Even though a really good player will three bet over me there in slow play in the, in an early position, and then I just got to fold. So that's yeah. why I didn't do it. Even though I didn't, there was one player that was actually good enough. I don't to think do that. good players though are going to be limping early. But maybe once in a blue moon, but yeah. like it's very rare. For yeah, me. and I didn't think you know it out I mean? that long. I looked at Jack King and said, "Should I raise?" And then I just decided not to. So the flop comes eight seven three rainbow. Um, no, everybody checks around. Really checks, you know, like they didn't give the yeah. they didn't give the thought process. So everybody just small checks. blind checks. You check, check. in big blind check check in the check, button check checks. check. Then the turn comes an eight, and it's the same check 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 check. check. It like it went so fast the deal wasn't even ready. Then it, so now I'm thinking, all right, if a jack or a king hits, I'm probably good here. Jack and jack especially. Mm -hmm. So jack hits, I'm I'm good, and I was going to lead out, and the guy who was very aggressive in seat in the, in the uh, small blind um, checks. I check because I see the um, lady and the lady grabbing her chips, who was just a terrible player. So I say she's going to bet, she's going to take a stab at it. Maybe she's got an ace. Um, so I check, check, check. She bets pot. Or three thousand mm -hmm. dollars, just short of pot. What I didn't count on is this: the first position jam for eighteen thousand. So I'm sitting there, and now I got a tank. Mm -hmm. Can he be on an eight? Can he? I, I, In my if it was a, any other player, easy fold. But the fact that he was jamming, he had just jammed five times in position before, and he's jamming thirty big lines. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that's what the jam. Sh it, it, and I just, I tank forever. One way I to think it. of this would be, how would you, if you're in the small blind, let's just say you have eight, nine. What are you doing when it comes eight, seven, three? You're checking on the on the flop, right? Right, because I'm first act. And then yeah. once I hit the eight, I check. 
because I want to see if anyone's Correct. taking a stab at it. I think there's just within two things, two things no you got to look at. You're, but it was player dependent. I, any other I player, snap full. But like, if you are playing, anytime you're playing a full limp pot with five or more people or four or more people, really, somebody could be trapped. It's always going to have that one person that's doing that. And 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 here's the other thing: bad players are not going to get value from their hands as much. They're going to be just checking, checking, and then finally just take advantage of it when somebody does. Right. Like I think odds of your king jack being good there are maybe. Ten percent. Yeah, I, I don't was know. surprised. What I, I was surprised because everyone I've run this passive is saying the same thing. I in the in the I guess it was because of the player, um, mm -hmm. because it was it, it was a harder fold than I normally would have. It was a harder fold than I yeah. normally would have made it. Yeah, I, I I just think always think to yourself, you are, um, if the player that's jamming is out of position, max out of position, which he was small blind. That's usually an indication that they just, I think they have it just because they're not in a better position to bet. Like if they have, for example, if I'm on the button with eight, nine of spades and it comes eight, seven, three, and it checks all the way around to me on the flop, I'm going to make a bet. Most you're going to make a bet. Make a well, bet. No, if I'm in position to act, right. If you're but if I'm act, early, I'm always going to be checking that hand. Right. And so then you think another the thing hits. that threw me off was his check at the end, because I thought he would. He, I didn't. I thought he would think there were too many players, and he'd want one person to pull yeah. a small bet. Like so, you, make it two thousand dollars. Because chances are, that's what I do there with the eight. Yeah. You know, unless the again player specific, but I don't think the I don't think the guy was that in tune with the table. I yeah. knew that lady was going to bet. I was like eighty percent sure, mm -hmm. but I don't know that he was capable of yeah. thinking that many. There's moves there's ahead. certain things in my head that are making me think. Like for example, you know, the lady doesn't have an eight because. She would. She would have a thousand percent bet on the flop, right? Because she's in position, and, and most everybody would. You you want to thin. Well, the anyone after me, I knew didn't have right. an eight. Any, anyone after me, I mean, if you're on the button, you're going to bet your eight because you're you're betting it for. I mean, you're betting for some value, and you're also betting for protection. Right. Like somebody has queen you don't ten. Want a or, yeah, exactly. Or you're always going to bet there. So like, when it checks, it's just very believable for that small blind to check twice with an eight, just because of their position at the table, and the fact that they're over aggressive. Don't ever like you know like how poker players get this mindset like yeah I I fall into this trap I see a lot of people do that where like okay you've seen really aggressive scene 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 but out of all those hands that you said he was aggressive did you actually get to see his hand you didn't get to no no but you can't have that many good hands yeah, so, and if he had good hands you shouldn't have been going all in and just always I, I always t tend to be like in those scenarios you'd rather be a little cautious because well that's exactly what I said okay. I said I'm going to get a better position yes. And then I did get in a better position, and yeah. he sucked out on me. <laughs> and yeah, I did course, my tournament. Yeah. I just would always be cautious because, like, it, he is not um, in a limp pot, okay? I, I had a, a really good pro tell me this. If you're playing four or more people and it's been limped around, first of all, anybody that's ever, from this point forward, he told me, anytime you see anybody limp into a pot, they're a straight fish, horrible player from Jump Street. Now, that may not be, like, you never want to underestimate your players that you're playing against, but he just said straight up, just assume that every time that they're a terrible player, just because that'll help you in the long term because it's going to be about 97% right. Well, yeah, you know what I mean? but so, here's my one problem with and that. And that terrible fish agree, player is never going to jam 18. I agree 18. with that 100%, but you can make a living in Daytona. Living. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, not <laughs> saying, my, I'm not saying that I've never lived You can't make a living in Vegas limping, yeah, yeah. but you can make a living in Daytona limping. Because once you hit a hand, most people are going to think they're playing on TV 
and yeah. they're going to try to outplay yeah, so you, and they never I just, So what would be, let's just talk about this real quick then. So what is your limping range? Do you have one? Well, I have, it depends on, it depends on the room. If you're a tournament, deep stack, like a really good tournament. If in a really good tournament, my limping becomes neg negligible. Yes. If I'm in today's Sunday tournament, yes, that's my limping is, my range of limping is everything. Well, yeah, yeah. I want, to see, I want to see as many hands as I can with bad players. Correct. And I don't also, want to bet them out. You also want to be playing more hands, especially in those spots where you're in position, like the low jack, high jack cutoff button area on mm -hmm. players in the blinds that are terrible. Like jack 10 suited, jack 9 suited, queen 10. You know, those are very good hands to like. Right, to catch people with. Yes. So, yeah, I, I like uh, I like that perspective. Just And then the one the last thing on the hand, when he's, if he's super aggressive like that, he's been in the whole pot's limp. And it goes three thousand, and then eighteen thousand. Generally, in a limp pot like that, if somebody's putting their whole sack in, they're not bluffing. He's done it five times. He did it know, five but, times in the last four rounds. Okay, if he's legitimately gone all in five times in the last four orbits, you were saying? Okay, then I can understand where your qualms are coming from. Right, like you know, there, there, it double. You talked about your range. You said ninety percent of the time he's there. It tripled the reverse. So. It, like yeah. a normal player, ninety percent of the times they're there, he was sixty percent. So you of the think time. he's doing that with Queen Jack? I think he might have been doing it with any two cards because he really? knew she was full of crap, and he knew no one else was going to call. He didn't. He didn't realize I had a Jack because I think I think I, I wish he would have because then he might have mm -hmm. been cautious. Um, so I outplayed myself. Yeah, I still though I ultimately deepen down in my soul. I think. It, I wonder what happens if I bet two thousand. Yeah, that would if be, I lead out for two thousand. I think you lead out two thousand. She's gonna fold. And, she definitely folds, and then and then we find out what he really has. Because then if he jams, it's an then, instant fold. Yes, correct. I like that idea too. Mm -hmm. That's actually not a bad. Way but I, there was nothing in the, there. Was I, I was looking at getting six thousand instead of three thousand because mm -hmm. I knew she was gonna bet. She grabbed the chips. Yeah, you if you one hundred percent see somebody going to bet that, yeah. I agree. That is a. I would check too then. And that, and if you really were had the strong indication she was going to bet, like some players though, you know, like will act like, and then they don't. Right. So then it's more like most no, she, of, most of the time. I, I was. You talking about you were ninety percent sure he had an eight. I was a hundred percent sure she. Oh was yeah, back. I'm a hundred percent sure she didn't. She didn't either for sure, obviously. Because if she has an eight, first of all, she would call yeah. a jam. Second right. of all, um, she would. Uh, she wouldn't have. Yeah, that's that's what I would. All right, Seth, great analysis. Um, if anybody has any questions, comments, or wants to send in a hand, anything, if you want to send in a let's, hand, let's or, get the emails yeah, flowing. Comments and a hand. Uh, my email is Garen, G A R O N, at easylivingpoker.com. Oh, I like it. I okay. need an email address. I yeah. need an easy So we have, a, we have that email address. And then, like, there is, uh, I will be posting this to my Instagram and to my um, Twitter as well so that you can get this episode out there. Um, so moving forward, we're going to talk about that goals. So I'm going to go over my poker related goals specific. I have like, but I wanted to explain this a little bit so that people understand. For me with poker, I do the best in poker when the rest of my life is solid. Does that make sense? It's you, the you only know, way everybody. It's the only it's way, the only way everybody does well. So moving forward, I've I've gotten a little pudgy in the end of 2023. I've been not really. I don't know that I use the word pudgy. Well, yeah, I'm, a little, I'm a little hefty <laughs> right now. So I am going to be. Um, I did You're going to do the hundred push-up challenge. I do the hundred push-up challenge, and but I'm also doing. Um, so I did it last year, and I actually was very successful with it. 
this year around, I'm going to do 75 hard again, but I'm going to actually be committed with it moving forward. And not am I allowed to be your absolutely voice? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be the voice. Yeah, I, want, I want people head. to. Uh, so, but 75 hard. What it is? You have to do two workouts a day for 45 minutes. Yeah, I've seen. I've, I've, yeah, and one I've of them has to be outdoors. One of them, has, you know, and they everybody's done great with it. And yeah, I, I would. I've done my last two and a half years mm-hmm. hard, hard, but not. Um, Mm-hmm. Not not that hard, but since I've yeah. kept it hard on top, I think because some of my goals. It's funny that I wrote down the same thing: family, fitness, poker, recruiting, yeah. and health. Yeah. So I'm moving moving forward. The, the one thing I had mentioned was, and I can get this out there. I'm, I haven't really told um, <laughs> powers of be yet. I, I'm going to be making an announcement soon to them, but like I'm going to be I'm going to be stopping coaching um, fully. I'm going to be more diving into um, this podcast, poker related stuff, fitness related stuff. Um, I do umpire a lot of baseball on the side. That's one thing that I, I have a significant trait at being able to do that can make. So you're not going to let that go. No, okay, uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to be umpiring. So instead of coaching, basically my time will be this spring. I should be probably working quite a few weekends doing college baseball. So uh, in high cool. school games. Looking so, forward to seeing some games. Yeah, it'll be. Uh, it should be interesting. Please to let see. me know the next time you do. Yeah. We'll do it on the podcast. We'll get a good turnout for you. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. So and then yeah, like I said last year with the 75 hard, I lost 46 pounds and. I stuck with it and I had a really good series because of it. Like I really felt good out there. And so like I need to be ready by the time school is out in June, early June to fly out to Vegas and have a week or two weeks to just have fun, play a lot of tournaments and be health, be healthy moving into it because those days are a grind. And I'll tell you right now, if in my current state, tell me about it, current state, I would not do nearly as well. And I think that's every summer that I've gone out there, I have been in very good shape. I've been working out mm-hmm. and that's huge. If you work out, Whatever it is for you, like maybe it's just going for a walk or whatever you do mentally to do something physical every day before you go play is a game changer. That in and of itself will make you a better player. And people will be like, well, how does that help me? Your mental, the best mental health medicine is clarity. Clarity is the only important thing. And I started taking this mushroom coffee. Mm -hmm. um, It's called Rise or Rhythm or something like that. And uh, the clarity that I had at the end of the year was just just incredible it changes yeah. it changes your life you see colors better yeah i was i was to the point where when i'm on the in the zone like when i'm playing out there and i'm just and i'm it was crazy i was like there were at least five or seven different instances during a course of uh three levels of a tournament you know like a really long deep set tournament where i was like picking guys exact cards like i knew mm-hmm. exactly where everybody was it's you know it's just literally it's clarity, man and you don't realize it when you have the brain fog yeah it's, yep. Brain fog is terrible. Like I said, is it I, about three years ago? I went on the intermittent fasting. I've lost, mm-hmm. I lost thirty pounds and never mm-hmm. put it back. Yeah. This and this, right now I'm at the lowest. I'm at 193. Want to get to 189? Mm-hmm. Um, and poker goes hand in hand. So one of my goals this year is not to be a big baby. Yeah. How do you, how do yeah. you how do you get? Because yeah. what what I'm what I think I might do is actually write on my hand saying. Even the best poker pros can only win fifteen percent of the time. Yeah. So if you're always ahead, you're still going to get sucked out eighty-five percent of the time. In the term, yeah, you're just going to have the variance. But how do you how do you not go home and mumble to yourself and say this? Oh, sucks. trust me, uh, trust me. Blah, 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 be a big yeah. baby. Twenty twenty four, no being a baby. I've gotten to the point where now, like uh, online, I just was playing a tournament last week. Nothing crazy big. It was like a it was literally a four dollar buy in. And first place paid at like 563 bucks and i made the final table and i was like seven people left and i got ace king in versus like king jack or something and uh, i lost to king, and king jack you know and i didn't even like oh, whatever i just closed the box and just went about my day you know like it was i was happy with how uh-huh. i played and at the end of the day 
You just as long as you know that you made the right move. It's right, but what happens when it happens eight times in a row? And if you're not playing a lot of tournaments, it, that could even if you're playing a lot of tournaments, yeah. that could that could be a three month that could be a yeah, three yeah. month slide. It's hard yeah. to keep your mental yeah. fortitude for three months yeah. when you run, That's, and it's really not running that bad. Yeah, I've also been uh, one. One we wanted to tell you is another goal of mine is so moving forward, I'm going to be handling my finances a little different. Like in terms of, I'm going to be really focusing on building my bankroll back to where it was. Like at one point, I had a not like a create nothing by any pro standards, but I had like a be shocked for being a teacher you know like i had a lot i had a lot of money yeah, sitting aside nice and then we we went into this business you know my life says and, and that's fine um it's paid huge dividends but now moving forward i'm going to kind of do my own little little poker stuff yeah poker so bankroll like, i mean honestly like, poker bankroll there's no reason that change it, poker bank that that theory uh, eight years ago or whenever i read yeah. it for the first time that changed Oh yeah, that so changed like, everything. What you should took be, me a second to do it. Here's a little heads up advice for somebody if you're trying to go play poker. You should. This is this is a very conservative strategy. But if if you have a full time job, okay, and you're getting consistent income coming in, you don't have to worry about. It. You should have at least twenty to thirty buy ins at the level you're at. At least that. If you're constantly getting money in. Now, if you don't have it and you're trying to just play professionally, you need to at least minimally double that. So one of my buddies that is play, he's played and he's been successful because all he's done is play poker for now like nine, ten years. Mm. And he, he has every single tournament. Does he play to tournaments or cash? Because mostly tournaments. Ninety percent tournaments, ten I wonder which cash. is easier to play for a living. Tournament uh I think cash, cash is probably easier just because tournaments, you know, in variance, you can go for you can long go for, time. <laughs> you yeah. can go for just what we said and not even make a yeah. mistake. And not make one mistake. Yeah. So think about this. He told me he didn't show me finance he's a pretty private person, but like he was willing to tell me, I, he's like, no matter any tournament that I play, whatever I'm buying in, I have at least 50 of those buy-ins. Because that way, and he plays the main event every year, so you do the math, okay? So he has plenty of money. See, I, I played the main event three times, and I could tell you I did not have 50 <laughs> yeah. buy-ins. Yeah, like, that's the thing. I will. I, I, will, <laughs> I could tell you the first time I did it, I might have had a half a buy-in. <laughs> yeah, like, I, the first time, that's when people that offered the last two summers, hey, you want to come out here? I'll like a good friend of mine that's business. Well, well how do you how do you put that into your bankroll? You got to minimize your buy. If you if like yeah. last year I got bought in for eight thousand, mm -hmm. uh, two thousand I did myself. Well, in hindsight, yeah, you know what? My bankroll is top fifty times. My bankroll is if yep. you take the two thousand, I could bankroll a lot. That's a, yeah. I think that's so, be a goal of yours too. So is that? You know, how do you, how do you, where do you say, am I looking at a $10,000 bankroll there or am I looking at 2000 What formula am I using? Yeah. So what he said was he like, so he used to have a full-time job and then, and was playing poker and then he was able to navigate completely to poker. But he said when he had a full-time job, he would literally have two, two accounts. His one account was where his paychecks went in regularly. And then he just saved, saved, saved and had like, I think he said he started with about 40,000 bucks in a separate account. And then he just played off that 40. So he would only play tournaments like small tournaments, and he mainly played online because you know this. There's not very many. I mean, you can play, you can find some two or three hundred dollar tournaments locally that he would fit into his bankroll. But there's, you know, those eleven hundreds and the fifteen hundreds and seventeen hundreds technically few don't. But you know, they're they're harder to, you know. So he was. Playing and then if you if you yeah. if you go on a on a bat, if you go on a down tick in those tournaments, mm -hmm. that'll wreck anyone's yeah. bankroll. So that's what I'm going to do moving forward. Is I have, I will never take money. Out of my main account that I get my teaching money from, I will only take poker. Right, there's living in this poker. See, right. I run into the problem because I own my own business and everything. Mm -hmm. Is 
it doesn't take a lot for me to just throw a few extra dollars yes, <laughs> into that's what I'm my poker bankroll and not really, not really care or you know yeah. it doesn't it doesn't register you if I don't want to take be playing scared. Out. You know that. Well, you that, can't play you, scared. The, the thing is, it's not that. That's yeah. the good thing. It's not scared yeah. money. Correct. But it's okay. not it's not bankroll one hundred and one. Yeah. So I I challenge you to do that. That's what you should do. You should allocate. A separate little account mm -hmm. for just and I see how much I see how you do throughout the year. Right. See if I, I struggle. It, you know, I struggle with what's the goal. Mm -hmm. Is my goal to have fun as a hobby, mm -hmm. and then if I went when I went not if when I went a big one, mm -hmm. then I change my change oh, yeah. it because I, my focus is on my business. My I, you know I have other focuses, or am I because I feel like I'm at the level. You know, do I do I actually take it serious and step up and say, you know, this is the goal? Mm -hmm. I'm leaning towards the poker is not the goal. Yeah, like I really don't. I I personally don't think I want to be. Uh, like I would never want to transition to fully being a professional. Player. Right, you like to win a big one and change your lifestyle off of yeah. off of that and, and, and then just, then keep just playing big to play, Like, and I just want it to be something that is not a leak though in my overall life. Does that make sense? Like, right. I want it to make me a little bit of money, but like. And just and have and here. Well, the, my know, goal is pay for vacations. Yeah, have fun exactly. with it. This is all. I I play. I, in fact, one if I ever do write a book, mm -hmm. I wanted to say turn your poker money into monopoly money. Yeah, and you'll have a better That's, life. You have a better life. You can ask my wife. This is a this is a going thing. She is the greatest. She lets me play as much as I want. She really does. She mm -hmm. she once in a while will be like, hey, you played a little too much, and I'll back off. But like. For the most Usually part. you feel like you're playing too much yeah, and, before yeah, she and does. If I know that I'm playing too much, then she already is thinking that. And but what we do is I get a joke. I give her like the wife cut. Right. She gets a little, and she's had plenty of nice wife cuts over the years. Like you know, when you win a tournament for twelve grand, that's a good name of a book too. Yeah, the wife's the wife cut. cut. The wife cut. What did what did they say? What did well, Worm, you know, like, what does Worm say? Yeah, women are the women rake. Are the rake. <laughs> they literally are the rake, and it's true. There's never been a truer statement than that. However, in my instance, it's a good one, but. Um, and now let's add that we love them. Oh yeah, but for sure. They <laughs> for sure. Well, the fun, the best part is, she lets me go every single summer, for about seven to eight, ten days roughly on my own. Mm -hmm. I get to play my tournaments, have fun, go with buddies, you know, meet up with you, meet up with other people that I know, and then at the end of it, she usually then will come out for like two or three days, and we just have fun with ourselves. Just and we just do Vegas like as a couple, and not like going to any poker stuff. She's not really, a, that's the other thing. I'm trying to get her to like want to play poker because I know she'd be very good I at had it, a girlfriend but who thought she, she wanted to play poker. Then she started playing with all my friends yeah. and Grayson and <laughs> taking, taking the money. It's yeah. like we were all, you know, you look around the table and who are you going to attack? It Correct. wasn't fun. I yeah. I wasn't even having fun for her. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so do you have any other goals you want to talk about? No, well, I, I wanted to talk about that um, St. Jude. I wanted to talk about the St. Jude goal, the 100 Push-ups. Hundred push-up challenge. I'd love to challenge Pat McAfee, but I'm going to do that on a on a Instagram post. Instagram post. And the one goal for our podcast here is I'd love to get some emails. I'm glad you yes. put your email out. Yep. That was that was. Uh, I'd love to hear hands. Um, I think we need to get more into the local scene, the local yep. tournaments, and talk about that more and keep this podcast since we're going to do it bi-weekly, mm -hmm. if not even more. Do. Um, do like uh, just keep it at 30 minutes and keep a recap and keep mm -hmm. consistent. If anyone's got um, any suggestions, email us too at the email. Yeah, yeah, please. And one more time, the email is Garen, G-A-R-O-N, at easylivingpoker.com. Um, I know what I was going to ask you. 
What are you playing this week? What are you, are you playing today? Right? Yeah, I'm going to go over to. I got a party tonight. In fact, um, somebody else just asked. Uh, uh, someone else just asked me what I was doing tonight. I got a party. I think that's where I'm going to. Uh, we have the 20 minute 165 road to the GAPT oh, tournament. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty easy. Yeah. It should be. Yeah, it might. It might. It starts at 12:10. I might end it at one. <laughs> I forgot to mention it's December. It's New Year's Eve. I keep forgetting that it's. So yeah. 2023 is, is no everybody hours. stay safe i think we cut it off with that yeah and um, um until next time keep on easy living